joining me for Devotion 5 uh, from a devotional series I call From the Beginning Until the End. The story of creation, rebellion, salvation, and consummation. Today we look at that fourth theme, that of consummation. I'm going to ask you if you have a Bible to open it to the book of 1 Thessalonians chapter 4. We're going to begin reading in verse 13. Again, uh, the book of 1 Thessalonians and chapter 4 and verse 13. Uh, this is uh, my favorite passage that is often read at my least favorite place. Uh, it is a wonderful text. It is a, a text that is designed to give us joy and comfort and certainty and security. But it's a text that is often read as a bit of a final word uh, just before we lay to rest those we love in a, in a grave. And so uh, it, it sometimes has a, maybe a negative association, but it really is a word of hope that for those who know Jesus Christ, death does not get the final say. It is Jesus Christ who through His life, His death, His resurrection, and then His return, who is going to accomplish and perfect the victory, and He's going to share it with us. And so, this touches on and gives us some explanation as to how God is going to bring all things to their appropriate end. It is a word that informs us, and it informs us for the sake of giving us a joyful hope, or a hopeful joy. And so let's read here, beginning in verse 13. Paul wrote, But we do not want you to be uninformed, brothers, about those who are asleep, that you may not grieve as others do who have no hope. For since we believe that Jesus died and rose again, even, though, even so through Jesus, God will bring with Him those who have fallen asleep. For this we declare to you by a word from the Lord that we who are alive and who are left until the coming of the Lord will not precede those who have fallen asleep. For the Lord himself will descend from heaven with a cry of command, with the voice of an archangel, with the sound of the trumpet of God, and the dead in Christ will rise first. And then we who are alive and who are left will be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air. And so we will always be with the Lord. Therefore, encourage one another with these words. How does it all end? When I die, is that all there is? Well, the Bible says that there is a hope that extends not only well beyond the grave, but all the way into eternity. Paul speaks to us. He says that, I don't want you to be ignorant or uninformed. In other words, I'm going to impart to you some essential information because the reality is because of the nature of the fallen world, because of the rebellion of Adam, because of the corruption of our world, you're going to be faced time and time again with the reality of the death of those you love. And then one day you'll be faced with your own own death. And so there is information that the Bible has for us that allows us 
to face these difficult days with a sense of certainty, with a sense of hope, even with a sense of joy and expectation. So Paul says, I, I, I don't want you to be unduly worried about those that are asleep, that, that indeed you're going to grieve because that is a, a, a common malady of the current age of the fallen world. Again, because of the curse of sin, the days of grief will come. But the believer grieves for their fellow believers, not with a sense of hopelessness, but with a sense of hope. We, we trust that the work of Christ is sufficient for our salvation, it is sufficient for our life, and it is sufficient for our death. And so Paul explains that there will be a day in the future in which our Lord Jesus, the one who has died, who was raised uh, from that grave, and who has now ascended to the Father, that one day He shall return. And there are a number of things that will happen upon His return. That those that have been that have died and have been buried, or however their remains have been dealt with, those remains shall be gathered, they shall be uh, reconstructed, uh, and they shall be perfected with the, uh, without the presence of mortality, and they shall be uh, reunited with that soul that's been in with, the pre with the Lord since the day of their death, and they shall be uh, reunified. And then those that might live until the day of our Lord's return, they shall be snatched out of the earth, and as they are going to meet Him in the air, their bodies are going to be transformed from the state of mortality to the state of immortality. And so those that are dead shall receive an immortal body, and those that are alive shall receive an immortal body. And we're, we are then going to be joined to the Lord, uh, and we're going to be present with Him. He's going to be present with us. And we shall know His joy and His power and His perfections forever. And so Paul leaves us, I think, with a bit of a bottom line there in verse 18. This world, in and of itself, the natural order, the fallen order, is discouraging. We experience sickness. We experience the realities of aging. We experience the realities of death and all of the other repercussions of the fall. And so this world is by its very nature discouraging. None of us are going to get out of it alive except for the return of our Lord Jesus. But Paul says there is a word of encouragement. It is a word that comes from this information that he has just imparted to us. And he wants us to understand this. He wants us to master this. He wants us to know that death is not the end, that death is not hopeless, that there is life beyond death. And it is a glorious and it is a wonderful life. It is a life in the presence of the Lord Jesus Christ. And so he says what? Encourage one another with these words. That is, we're to constantly be reminding ourselves of the truth and the power of these words. And so, we can live in a fallen world, a sin-cursed world, a corrupt world, and, and, and we can struggle with all of the realities of a fallen world. And we can experience salvation and we can uh, get a sense of a 
of foreshadowing of, of the very power that's going to one day perfect us. But we can live with hope that one day this age of sorrow and pain and disaster and discouragement, this age will end and a new age will be ushered in in which we shall be in the presence of our Savior forever for His ultimate glory. Why did He create? And why does He redeem? So that we may be with Him, so that sin and death and Satan does not get the final say, so that the curse is going to be reversed, and He shall receive all of the praise and all of the glory forever and ever and ever. So Paul says what? In the midst of a fallen, discouraging world, encourage one another with these words. And I pray that in these words you find encouragement for this day. God bless you. I look forward to seeing you again 